Welcome to PRISM, a podcast meant to inform and encourage church leaders. Here we'll cover every area of church life, from assimilation to personal care and everything in between. So regardless of the size, type, or location, PRISM will be a guiding light for brighter churches everywhere. And now here's your host, Neil Scoggins. Hey, welcome to another edition of the PRISM Podcast. This is Neil Scoggins. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, we are in uh, part two of the marriage. No, not uh, any type of marriage, but a church marriage. Well, not any type of church marriage, but you'll see. You'll see. The last episode, if you missed the marriage part one, go back and check it out. Uh, But here on the PRISM Podcast, we are talking about uh, a phenomenon that actually happened uh, in the city of Little Rock, Arkansas, two churches that actually got married. The first episode, we talked to Bishop Stephen Arnold, and uh, he shared his uh, story of how he started and how he ended up uh, meeting uh, the leaders of uh, Grace Church. And today we have Josh, Joshua Hurlbert. I call him Josh. I don't, Josh, which... It doesn't matter. It I doesn't mean, matter. Right. Yeah. People always ask him, like, it, I, I don't hear it. Yeah, well, we'll call him Jay. How about yeah, that? There you go. Jay, there you go. Josh, thanks for, for, for joining us on PRISM. PRISM is a podcast that really talks about all of the various nuances of churches, church plants, replants. But, but I believe that this conversation about a church merger slash marriage is one that is, that's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, it started it's definitely unique. Yeah. yeah, it is unique. And, and it's unique here, uh, in the city of Little Rock. So again, uh, uh, prison podcast on the road, we're sitting in Josh's office, uh, 30 stories high looking over, uh, the city. Is this 30 stories? Maybe? It is not. It's two. It's two. Right. Okay. <laughs> two stories, 30 it is, stories. But it is a great view. Yeah. It is a great, it is a great view. So Josh, so tell me, you're not originally from Little Rock though, are you? I am not. I'm you're a not. Memphian born and mm-hmm. born and raised in Memphis. Um, I, the cultures aren't incredibly different though, for me, um, there, there's obviously a bigness of the culture, a more aggressive culture in Memphis. Um, but when, so I've lived in Memphis, I did my master's degrees in Dallas and now Little Rock, Dallas was different for me. Like Dallas has a different culture. It it felt, I felt odd there, but Little Rock has a very Memphian culture and, and, and I think vice versa. There's not a lot of difference there. Well, I never heard put like that, a Memphian culture. Right. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. Population may be similar. I would say sort the, of, my yeah. guess is the population Memphis of Memphis, I don't know, four times as large, five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't and, know. I mean, if you're counting everything around, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All of Memphis. Yeah. That's, that's cool. So you left Memphis, went to Dallas, left Dallas Ended up here ended in up here Rock. in 07, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm a year 16. That's all. Yeah. Just 16. Came to Grace, was it Grace Community Church or just Grace Church? Grace at the Church. Time? Grace Church at the time. Not as the senior pastor, but... As the youth pastor. As the youth pastor. You were youth pastor from 2007 to... to 2000. For, I was a youth pastor for five, six years. Um, I was the associate pastor for two, and then I've been the head pastor for... Eight or nine, however okay. that adds up to sixteen. Yeah, whatever, whatever that number is. And then whatever I am now, right? There you go. Different church. So yeah, there we go. that's it. So what? What brought about this merger marriage between? He's uh, grinning because he's like, I have no idea. Yeah. So what? What started all of that? Was it something right. that you've always wanted to do? Is sure. it something that 
you just said, hey, here's a great time. You picked up the phone. You saw Steve Arnold. You said, hey, I'm gonna call you. Come hang out. Right. How did that? How did that? I, well, I think I think I think that is depending on depending on which angle you're looking for. Those are both the answers. So if you're looking for the if you're looking for like the event answer, it's my neighbor lived across the street. A guy named Brock Patterson was a pastor of a different church, uh, and. Uh, the Holy Spirit, you know, I, I, I saw he had a need, so I walked over there, and just at that time, he was taking a phone call from Bishop Arnold, uh, and wow. that made that connection. So, you know, you could say, you know, for those of us of faith, yeah, I can, you know, I can say I, I saw God's hand in that entire, I just so happened to be, see my neighbor in need. I just so happened to not just go into my house, but actually go help them, you know, yeah. and, and then he just so happened to be making a phone call and that, that person just so happened, you know, so there's a lot of just so happens there. Yeah. So if you're looking for the event part, that's the answer to that. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of the, um, on the other side of it is, uh, I think that the Lord has been working the long game mm. in me Okay. And in Bishop, you know, in all these okay. circumstances, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, when we talk about the, what I'm thinking of right now is when people say, okay, Paul, for example, wrote the book of Ephesians, you know, did God write it or did Paul write it? And you say, well, yes, both, but yeah. God superseded, you know, in this illustration, God superseded Paul in his experiences in his life and all that said to write exactly, you know, so the Lord, he had me grow up in Memphis to have a, um, a, a knowledge and a heart and feel the hurt of the tension between the black and white communities yeah. to grow up in public school, to, to want to, to also be a follower and want to do something about drawing these two communities together, um, having an affinity uh, for those type of things. And so I think the Lord in my life has been working the long game since I was born to get me, you know, and he's yeah. been shaping that, you know, but then, you know, a couple of years ago, that phone call made, and he, he, we all see God's hand in that as well. Yeah. So, so is this something that you beforehand prayed about? Was this something that you just said, okay, God, however you want to do it? Was that like, no, yeah, you know, absolutely. You, you know what I'm saying? No. Uh, so there was, you know, in the story, part of part of the lore of the story is um, I. When I became pastor of Grace Church, when they handed me the pastorate, um, I soon after that, as all white church, okay, um, I became very um, disinterested in continuing to be a pastor of an all white church. I I I wanted to have a church of diversity. Gotcha. And so I sought out to how do I do that? How do I make the change? Right. Um, gotcha. And so we uh, ended up. Long story short, finding an African-American lady to start leading worship. She broke the color barrier, uh, still still at Grace uh, United today, but broke the color barrier for us. And it, it was just hard sledding. And, and I've mm. churches have done uh, the, hey, I've been all white or all black before, and let's, let's, let's hire some staff and let's do something. And, and it... It's hard sledding. And so I got to a point where I'd gone down that road long enough to where I was like, hey, Jesus, listen. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is hard. And, and what I said is, what I'd really like, so I had a prayer, a very specific prayer. I said, Father, I said, I, what I'd really like for you to do 
is I would like for you to bring an African-American congregation, like a whole church, <laughs> and I would like for you to move them to our building, move them into our building wow. so that my church and their church can become one. Because, number one, it's easier yeah. <laughs> for, for me, right? Like, right. Instant boom. You got it. Yeah, there you, you go. Know, uh, now figure it out. You know, uh, but also I knew it would be unique. And so what's it, So part of the lore of the prayer, though, is that um, as a Christian leader, I know that, well, any leader knows this. Like, you can do things to manipulate a situation. You oh, can, yeah. You can tag people's ears. Hey, yeah. You know, and... Um, I decided that I was going to keep this prayer secret between, I didn't tell my elders, I didn't tell my wife, I didn't tell mm. anybody, I just said, Lord, this is between me and because if it happened, I wanted it to be from his hand and not yeah. mine. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, and so, and so there's that, there was that prayer, uh, again, I think the Lord's kind of been building my heart for, my wife would tell you that back in seminary, even before that, like I would speak about these things. Now for you the know, record, I, I, so for the record, yeah. I did ask her right, and she said in seminary, yeah. you said this, you said, you know what? I, I can't just do, I want right. a pastor. I want to lead. I don't know if you even said I want a pastor. I, well, you said I, I want to be a right. part well, of what it. I, yeah. what I, what I, I think what I said back then, which is different, it's slightly different what, what's going on today. As I said, I said, I could be the white guy in a black church. Like I could, I could be that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, to, to, to begin to build that bridge. So, uh, so with that prayer, so, uh, you know, I take the phone call from Bishop Arnold uh, and I, you know, I don't know Bishop from any, I've, I've never heard the name. Bishop, right? I don't know who Bishop is. Uh, right. of everyone in Little Rock does except for me. Except for you. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, I'll meet with whoever this person is. And, you know, and he comes rolling in, you come rolling in. Yeah. I'll, Cause I didn't know. Right. I didn't, I knew that. I think I knew the church was here, but right. in my capacity, you were playing guess, the bouncer. Like, yeah, right. I was, I was like, Hey, who's this like, guy? Who's this white crazy dude? And <laughs> right. Rome rolls in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I think what's interesting is uh, probably within two meetings, and you know this is part of the joke now, but like I knew why y'all were here. <laughs> we had no clue. Y'all didn't know why y'all were here, <laughs> right? But I was like, hey, you know, and so within three four weeks, I'm like, I know this is gonna sound crazy, but let me let you know why y'all are <laughs> why here. you're here. But you know, I'm gonna tell you what's funny is that. You didn't wait three or four weeks. Okay. As we were walking out, we were wa- we were at the front door. And I you get said, excited. Yeah, and you said, I don't want to lay this heavy burden on you. Right. But basically, I've been praying. This is way more than just a lease situation. Yeah. We're all going to be one. Yeah. You know, it's like the guy telling the girl at the coffee shop, you're going to be my wife. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, right. Yeah, right. And so uh, on September... <laughs> Of 2022, uh, and it, it went through kind of a long process, yeah. uh, deliberate, not long as like tr- just trudging through, but kind of a a leadership process. You know, people will ask, and I know that they want to know, h- how did it, what did you do on your end? What did you do from a leadership right. perspective right. and from prayer? Right. How did you set Grace Church up or your leaders up, your elders to prepare for this, to prepare for this marriage. When you when you felt like, hey, 
here's somebody we want to get married. And and let me just preface sure. by saying, I think uh, Bishop Arnold uses the word marriage instead of merger because it's it's more spiritual, it's biblical. It's a better word. Yeah, and merger is more of a uh, corporate uh, a corporate kind of kind secular of term. Yeah. Right. How did you prepare leadership for it? For right. Marriage? So when you're leading. Um, you know, these are, I, I have no new fang. I'm not going to write a leadership book. It's never going to happen. You know, um, I don't know. You might. It's basic leadership stuff. Um, in, in any, in any moving an organization, any, any good sermon, any good talk, you, you have to do three things. You have to define the problem. You have to, in our circles, you have right. to show how God through the scriptures solve said problem yeah and then you have to apply the solution to your situation yeah. right so yeah. for me um you know the, the this this long process that you talked about for us began way before i ever met y'all uh, yeah. it's it's problem you know when i took a nine years ago problem we have an all white church and for us that's not that's not a problem for everybody but for right. us right it was a problem. Yeah. Okay. How do we solve said problem? We went, you know, went through that process. Um, so when you guys, uh, the the Lord drew you to us, um, I we had the good thing is we had the Lord. I believe had established a problem in my world and in Bishop's world and in your world. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, in my and Bishop's world, that we couldn't solve on our own. Right, right. Uh, a lot of times, you know, we know this, we don't like this, but a lot of times the Lord will intentionally make us uncomfortable mm. because he wants us to move somewhere and we would not move to said somewhere unless he made us uncomfortable. He's, yeah. he, he is not, he has never made a mistake in his life. Yeah, that's right. So Bishop was in an uncomfortable place. I was in an uncomfortable place um, because the Lord wanted to do something. So uh, not only do we have the, nat- the, the spiritual problem, but we, have, we both had natural problems. The Lord said, we want you to come together. So, yeah. you know, um, so as far as the actual coming together part, you know, how do we lead out of that? The Lord builds us all differently. So th- if Bishop were here, he would say that he leads relationally. Yes. Right. Yeah. The bishop. The bishop makes twenty five phone calls before he before he eats breakfast. <laughs> That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and fifteen text messages. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And he he gathers people and delegates. I most naturally am a systematic leader. Yeah. So you know, in 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 this marriage, my role was to be the guy who came up with, proposed, carried us carried us through. Uh, the changes. So I would say, here's the system I want to go through. Here's how we can process this. We got to start with theology. We've got to talk about ecclesiology. We have to talk about, you know, all the things, all the ologies. Uh, Let's do this first. Let's do this second. This will take us nine months, you know, from beginning to end. So I'm, you know, I'm that guy. And so the Lord used those gifts for me to be able to carry the, the process through and be the guider of that. Yeah. And it sounds like what you were doing all along is you made no bones about the fact that, you know, regardless of where Grace Church is, was, whatever, that you were uh, 
well, not a righteous indignation. I don't know what the, the term would be. You were like, you know what? We are not all that we can be, or we're not all that what God really wants us to be. Or as a leader, I'm not really seeing what God wants to do here. Is that, would that be a true statement? Would that be a... Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, we are, <laughs> you and I talked about this just moments before this podcast. We... Ephesians chapter six says we're at war. Yeah. And we're not at war with the people around us. Right. Right. But we are, we're in the middle of a war and, um, racial reconciliation Hmm. uh, is a part of that. It's not the sum total of that. Right. Right. There are many, that's why in an army and in in any, any division, everyone has different jobs and everyone has to fight their own battle. You can't do it. You know, but part part of the job that the Lord gave me as a dissatisfaction with where my church was, yeah, is the fact that you know the the fact of uh, Sunday morning, the whole classic yeah idea. That Sunday morning should not, and it still is. It still is. Yeah, it, it's twenty twenty three, and <laughs> it's let me say it again. It is twenty. 23 yeah. and Sunday morning churches are the most racially yeah. divided time of our week. How can the church, you got me on a soapbox, <laughs> <laughs> right? We're like, come to Jesus, we have good news. And our culture, which which wants to, rightly, Going yeah. about it the wrong way, but rightly wants diversity. Yeah. Um, in all things, looks at the division, uh, inherited division mm. of the churches, and says, "I don't see good news there." And yeah. so, uh, yeah. this is not everybody's fight, but it's our fight. And uh, and in the listen, it has never been. I'm telling you, it, we've got. It was so hard to do. It's very hard to do. Yeah. It's a lot of work. But I've been a, I've been a part of a church for, you know, on staff for 17, 18 years. It has never been easier to invite people to church. Is We have never had more people visiting. We have visitors all the time. They're sticking around. They're joining the church. Why? Because they it, it is not confusing that, it, that we are living out the gospel. It is yeah. not confusing yeah. that we are fighting a portion of the good fight. And so we are seeing the fruits of our, even preemptive, right? You know, we're not even a year old, but seeing the fruits of that labor. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Do you think that this was a good time? If you were going to advise somebody that they are in a, a church, just all black church, all white church, all Hispanic church, uh, but, you know, and of course, when you start dealing with the language barrier, that turns right. into something different, but that everybody speaks the same language and they're feeling that angst, they're feeling that call from God uh, as a leader, you know, because a lot of people just jump ship, go plant a church and say, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing this. Right. You didn't do that. No, that was not you. You didn't. Which, you know, that's. um and in a culture where church planting is running rampant and all this other stuff, yeah. you didn't you didn't do that. What? How would you advise someone that says, you know what, God didn't call me to plant a church, but He wanted me to manifest this vision? What? What? 
how would you advise them? What I mean, what would you something practical you would tell them to do that you did and and, and are continuing to do? Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm, there's a whole bunch of questions there's a, in there. there yeah. There's a whole bunch of things. Okay, so uh, practically, and man, this first practical step is going to sound like the most unpractical step, and it's going to sound like the most Christian ease answer I could ever give. I already know where you're going. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sorry, <laughs> but if I were to write a if I were to write a book on how to do this, chapter one would be prayer. That's it would it. be prayer. I would, and I I don't apologize for that I think because. The the I could the Lord I couldn't do this I could not I could not have efforted it is that a word efforted it 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 is now yes it is now <laughs> I couldn't effort it you know and, and if I did one of the reasons going back to the prayer thing right why why I kept it secret is because I thought you know what I'm I'm a good enough leader um, that and I'm not I'm not propping myself I'm just saying I right, am. Right, yeah. I'm a good enough leader where I could have met with another African American pastor, convinced yeah. him of the problem, convinced him to move his people to my church, tried to do this on my own, and it would have been a devastating thing because I would have done it on my own power. Yeah, it'd have been a dud. So yeah. I know it sounds dumb, it but step one would be pray. Second one's I mean get to something practical in a second, like more than practical. But that is but that right? is practical. But step okay, step number two is simply this. When the Lord tells you to do something, do it. That's chapter two. You, you know, wow. chapter two is actually <laughs> do it, right? Yeah. Because, do it. because yeah. you know, I looked at, I, 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 you know, my elders uh, are, are great. It's a room of white dudes, all white dudes <laughs> who have all been all white dudes. There. Which miracles happened in that room. Right. I'm just it did. It did. Yeah. That's, a, that's a different podcast. But yeah. uh, you watch miracles happen, but you... Do it. So, you know, I was able to go to my, my elder and say, listen, it's time for us to stop being an all-white church. And, you know, it, okay. Um, and then, you know, step number three is, uh, if you want to do this, is kind of backing up what we talked about. Mm-hmm. As, as a leader, you have to define, you, ha- you have to make the people that are following you uncomfortable mm. With the norm that they're experiencing, mm. the because they have to feel a a dissonance between, um, you know, as uh, make what's happening on earth as it is in heaven, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so you have to say, okay, uh, wh- where are we falling short as a church? And the Lord wants me to move here and say, I don't know all the steps. I just know. And if you're following them and, and if you're following Jesus and they're following Jesus, then the Lord will bring a unity to your thought. Yeah. John chapter 17, a unity to your thought to where they will be uncomfortable and you will be uncomfortable. And then you will be able to lead together to that next step. So uh, those are. That's the book. That Those are the best. Those are the, those are the less. Those are the most interesting chapters of the book. And that, that's it. Well, we're going to put that in the show notes. Those three points. Josh's future book is, <laughs> is, is pray, do it, right. and be, un, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Because once you get down to the because I'll, I'll because I'll have the I'll have the epilogue of here are all the fine details of everything because that's what we want to. Oh have. yeah. What yeah. did we talk about? How you know? How did you process it? You know, that's you know, but that's uh, that's 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 easy compared to the waiting. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is. Waiting to see the Lord move on your behalf. Yeah, yeah. And I think the way you did it was, or just the way that it has transpired, Grace United just literally came about by being 
by literally following God. And there are a lot of things that, you know, you and I would have comments about, well, this is going to be a major hiccup, but it wasn't, you know, whatever this one thing was, hey, what we thought was going to take six months took two meetings and, you know, two weeks and it's done. And then we're, and it's a kind of a fear thing because you're like, God, you're really going to do this thing. So it's a... It's awesome, right? It's it's kind of cool watching. If you, uh, we're gonna link the uh, the website to Grace United in the show notes as well, so you guys can check it out. Also, the uh, potential Josh book on how to do it. We're gonna put that on there. there Josh, you thank you so much for. Being, I, there is so much more that we could talk about and we could do Obviously, all of that. Right. Yeah, but uh, but I just kind of wanted to give folks a snapshot of listen, just walking in your calling, doing exactly what God has called you to do, and just really being comfortable being uncomfortable. You kind of laid that out. There you uh, go. That's kind of cool. Hey, thanks again for joining us on the Prism Podcast. Uh, Prism Podcast is wherever podcasts are, uh, are uh, any platform that you decide to use. Go ahead and download. You can go ahead. Uh, we have an email address in the show notes as well. If you have any questions or want to just connect with us here at Prism, you can email us at the podcast here at Prism, shining a light of various churches. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Prism. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. If you did, or even if you didn't, be sure to follow, like, and subscribe so you'll never miss one episode 